Welcome back to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. We are coming at you live in living color today. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Well, I'm <laughs> still good. Great to recording now. Still yeah, good. Why don't, you, why don't you tell the folks what happened? <laughs> well, okay, so... We fired the producer last week, and uh, but we decided to rehire him this week. Um, so, uh, and he messed up again. So we might be firing him again. Andrew, <laughs> we who is the producer? To- that- <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> we were supposed to be recording. We talked for like ten minutes, and we're just not recording. So <laughs> we're here, wow. baby. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Give, give the here. people a quick rundown of what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't. We can't do that. We gotta. We gotta do it all again. <laughs> Do it all again. All right, Rusty, yeah. uh, tell us about the Cousin Crew shirt. <laughs> well, this is from Thanksgiving. I have a Cousin Crew shirt that we uh, all got shirts made when I went to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. And this is one of them, so I figured I'd wear it again. This is a Thanksgiving shirt. Yeah. It's never out of season. I'm thankful well? every day. Every day. Yeah, hashtag oh, look thankful. at you, baby. Yeah. Did you get laid out yeah. in Turkey Bowl? I did. Uh, I hurt my finger in the Turkey Bowl. It's very big and swollen. You can't really tell. Still. Still, it's been since Thanksgiving, so I don't know if that's just because I'm old. Two months, man. Yeah, either because I'm old or maybe it got broke. But that's wild. We won the segueing from Rusty's hurt finger um, to catch everybody up. I got bit by a snake yesterday. Um, (laughs) (laughs) First time in 25 years that I've been bit by a captive snake. Otherwise, other than that, it's just been wild snakes I've messed with. Um, Yeah, I've got 16 little like. Pin pricks in my finger, bled a lot. My wife freaked out. Um, it's cool. And Sarah Kate loves that, doesn't she? she Sarah just loves Kate it. loves that so much. It's her favorite thing. No, I was actually yeah. cleaning all the enclosures yesterday, and I had to take um, so my big eight foot albino Burmese python. His name is William Snakespear. Um, Good. <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and so I had to take him out of the enclosure so I could clean it. And whenever I move with move him, I'm always like, "Hey, Sarah Kate, come spot me." She's like, I don't know why you had me spot you. Like, what am I going to do if he bites you? I'm like, you're just going to call 911. That's it. <laughs> you don't expect you to I mean, do anything a, else. It's a valid. I, look, I expect I mean, Sarah Kay's better than I would. I just run. No. Good. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Look, if you, I, I'd have done the same thing that Sarah Kate did when your snake got out. I'd be, I wouldn't have come home either. I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. Look, we have a high fluting member of this podcast, okay? Reverend John Irwin over there was on the news. <laughs> Reverend John Early. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Was yeah. on the news today. Yeah, tune into Fox Carolina for the ten o'clock report. Have the uh, shameless pug for Wildlife Wednesdays. They had us in the Humane Society Shoot, come yeah. on and talk about stuff and get some free media exposure. So, you know, nice. Yeah, look at you right before the the big murder trial, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a huge murder trial going on in Spartanburg County. So y'all tune into the Access Carolina website. You'll see our see our bit, and you'll, you'll get to ca- get caught up on the murder trial. Uh, there's also an, an 18-wheeler that got turned sideways on uh, 85 southbound today and blocked up all three lanes of traffic for like six miles. <laughs> good, oh, no. good. So not so. only are you a, uh, a snake wrangler, uh, a minister of the youth, you are now a news reporter. So good job. That's me, man. That's yeah. me. Look at you. Hey. I'm wearing Dear lots of, of different things. hats, but not a cowboy. That's all. I'll tell you that. Not a cowboy. Hey, I'm you don't like my cowboy hat? No, I like it. I just couldn't rock it. I don't have the mustache for that. Hey, look, Brother Rusty has abandoned me in the mustache game. Okay, so all right, all right. Yeah. Let me tell this story. <clears throat> so every year, right, most most you know people to grow for No Shame November. For us, we can't grow beards, so we grow mustaches. But so we started growing them in like when we started growing Rusty, like July, um, to yeah, make sure well, that August. they didn't look good. Yeah. 
or that they did look good or as good as can be um, yeah. for no shade because it, just by the end it takes like two months or something to like not get out of like the the gross ugly stage or whatever um and so i just are you still in you know, that gross ugly stage or where hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we ain't catching strays on this podcast okay uh i uh, look this part uh this mustache i'll have you know has been uh referred to as tom Selleck-esque so wow all right yeah wow. it his is. mother said that it's good <laughs> yeah. my mother happens to like it thank you very much does Actually, she really is christy a mustache fan no, no, she's not. She hates it. And so does Haley. Haley, every time I walk into the uh, – Haley is my sister. Um, I walk into my, my parents' house. She, like, almost, like, gags every time I walk into the, <laughs> in the house, which is part of the reason why I have it. Um, but I just decided it was it was time to stay. But uh, Rusty's uh, wife just said it was time to go. He had a good, like, Doc Holiday going. Like he uh, had good, I, shave uh, it. I shave it off every The gunslinger. So is the, is the reason for the no beard for the the ceiling on y'all's uh um SCBA <laughs> gear or like what's the what's the policy for that? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah, it's like a yeah, we, it's too just like are, a grooming we, thing. We have to shave. They make a shave. Or is it just like the Navy SEALs where it's like they just want to keep you all in line and regimented? Yes, thank you. I will be referred to uh, compared <laughs> to the Navy SEALs. I am okay with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are nothing hey, you know like just, them. But you know, what I just noticed this is off topic, what? but. Right here in this area, yeah, I have like American flag. It must have fallen. I just noticed. I was looking <laughs> in my background, so I didn't notice this. This is the first time we've done video, guys. So, uh, in and uh, the system that we're using, it looks smaller. But then, if you actually click on your picture, it, it expands, and I'm like, whoa! You see a lot of my house. And see everything. I should have put that picture back up. Yeah, Dang, so it looks like a blank space. Uh, right hey, there. gentlemen, <laughs> before we get into this, all right, I got a question for you. Okay. If you could only eat one chocolate candy for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, geez, chocolate you changed candy? the question on us. It, me, oh, it would have to be Reese's. It's Reese's all day. Chocolate and peanut butter, you can't Reese's? beat that combination. Reese's. Chocolate and peanut butter. Any, any of the fancy it. ones like the Reese's, like Reese's Pieces? or the, Reese's uh, eggs are the best. Reese's eggs are the best. 100%. Better than the Christmas down. trees? 100%. They have, the filling is just like so good like there's more filling than there is like because sometimes on the real Reese's or whatever like the cups you have yeah. like a lot of chocolate on the outside which is good i like chocolate but like you want that more filling so the eggs is the way to go so there you go Egg. there's mine old take rusty yep man i, I was gonna say a babe ruth because it's so good but i'm gonna have to go with dark chocolate you ever have like uh what are those ice creams that like drew the, the magnum dark chocolate yeah so the, uh, oh 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 those are amazing. Yeah, yeah. This is the best thing ever. Yeah. 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 It's it's we also like Yassos, though. Yassos are the best no, thing ever. Yeah. Dude, Yassos are good. We got, we, got, we got some Yassos in the freezer yeah. the other week. Them suckers did not last. <laughs> yeah, they're, no, they're calories, so good. healthy. Yeah. Like so we, we lie to ourselves and say they're healthy every time we eat them. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm yassos. supposed to not be eating yeah, them. Yassos, yeah, so if you're feeling generous, sponsor the pod. They are healthy, I used to eat one every day. Dude, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're healthier. We'll go with healthier. But anyways, so on our uh, our podcast, we wanted to do a little uh, questions with the Reverend over here. Um, okay, first do. of all, not ordained. First of all, <laughs> well, well we started all, it out. We can't stop it. Second of all, my last name is not Irwin. <laughs> it's it is not? now. I thought it was. Yeah, we didn't know that. 
<laughs> anyway, so we're gonna do a little uh, little question segment. John's got a few questions that we're gonna just get into uh, into the pod today, just uh, to have a little Q and A that you know, just to get some good conversation going. Uh, yeah. I'll let John take it away. Yeah, Rusty's I think has got some questions too, and hopefully Drew has some answers to some of these questions. Oh, I just googled um, so yeah. the hardest stuff you can think of. I'm gonna come at hardest you stuff here. you can think. No, so I think we'll start it off with just a pretty, pretty like neutral question. But if if somebody were to ask you like. Like Rusty, Drew, why do you go to church? How do you answer that question? The testimony. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you know, for somebody who just never, like, has never been to church or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to throw the whole, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you know, Trinity, like that whole, you know, give them the whole, the whole spiel. But I mean, too, like, it's not just because you know obviously you spend the time with the savior and get some intimate teaching and and some like from some people who have you know have gone to school for it you know that have spent a lot of time with it because it's not just you know the school aspect of it which is important but you know generally like your your preacher or your pastor has spent a lot of time in the word and they've had an intimate knowledge of it so they generally know <clears throat> more than you do but you know too it's just for community kind of like we talked last week and you know the lord gives us community um, for a reason, you know, we're not meant to do life alone, and it's uh, a place of generally like-minded people. So there's a few bad apples everywhere, like I mean, you know, like a lot of people don't go to church, or you know, the reasons why they haven't gone to church is because they've had some bad experiences there. Um, yeah. You know, like we're all sinners, you know. I mean, you know, nobody's perfect except for you know Jesus. Jesus is the only you know perfect human being that's ever been here. But you know, generally, you know, you have some like-minded people around you and get some good teaching, and you know, just just to do life together, kind of like we're doing here. I mean, that's all it is. Just, you know what I'm saying? That's what I would yeah. say. So, so then a follow-up question would be, how do you go about finding a church? Um, like how do you go? Cause let, let's, let's say that somebody is familiar with, with Jesus. Somebody's familiar with the gospel and they want to know more. How, outside of having somebody specifically invite them to their church, right? How does, how would somebody from the outside find a church where they feel like they're, they can go about learning and 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 being nurtured and shepherded. Yeah, well, you know, well, I'll let Rusty answer that one so he can answer why he what he would say for people to go to why he goes to church. You said why you go to church or how do you find a church? What was it? Both. Give us your answer for both because um, Drew kind of dominated that last question. Yeah, I think you definitely <laughs> uh, you just try out. You know, you you hopefully you got some friends that have the same faith as you, and you say, you know, I'd like to try your church and. Go there with them and, and see how you fit. So we've been to, we actually go to two churches every Sunday because we just fit so well. And they're, but they're two different styles. One's like a mega church, a big church, you know. They have really great worship. Uh, Pastor, uh, actually, he's a men's group that we do. So we just, we, we relate really well with him. And so we go to that church for, for, you know, to get certain things out of it. And then we go to a smaller church. It's more like a family. It's all our family and friends that go there. And we go there. Or the deeper relationship side of it. So, what we did is we just we tried a bunch of different places out and just you know what what allows you to freely uh, be able to worship to feel like free when you're worshiping. Like the, the one church allows that. Like when we go there, the other people they don't care. They don't care to lift their hands. They're lifting their hands and they're praising God and, and it just makes you feel comfortable enough to do that. You don't feel out of place doing that. And so that's why we love that one church. And, and then we love the teaching and and the way they they speak. And the smaller church we love. Just the, like I said, the family. These people are there for you. If anything happens, they're like, "Hey, what can I do to help you?" You know. And I think 
that's what you need to do. If you're looking for a church, you need to go out and and just just try it out. See how you fit. See how it fits yeah. with, with what you believe. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. To me, too, uh, one of the big things is like the preaching, how the how the preaching goes. Because, you know, some you just learn. People learn different ways. But, like, and you know, that's okay. There's a bunch of – that's why there's a bunch of different churches, you know, the Lord gives the church because, you know, different people do different things, different ways. And, um, you know, some people have, you know, just learned better than that. But one of the most important things, too, is I was, you know, heard from our our last uh, pastor, our lead pastor that, you know, recently retired, um, is that you need to, whatever church you go to, you need to put whatever is coming from the pulpit against the Bible. If you can't find whatever that, you know, person is preaching about in the Bible, then, you know, that's, you know, that's probably not, you know, a place that you really want to be at now. I mean, of course, it's not going to be word for word, you know, that's, you're going to explain it in their own words and whatever, but if you can't find the theme or the topic or the main idea in the Bible, I mean, it's, it's you know, that's a pretty big thing because, you know, there's, unfortunately, there's some people, you know, out there that, you know, can, can put out some pretty weird stuff, you know, if, if, if you're not yeah. careful and, you know, especially for a, a newer believer too, that doesn't really know, like it doesn't really have a, a real intimate knowledge and like doesn't have a bunch of scripture memorized and stuff like, you know, it's, that could be a real problem for you. Cause you know, you just, that's just something I would say that, you know, if you're trying out a new church, I always want to, you know, you know, try it out. Of course, you know, see if the people fit, see if the learning style fits you. But most importantly is what's coming from the pulpit from yeah. the Bible. If not, yeah, number, then, number you know. one is, is, is the church <laughs> preaching, you know, sound doctrine. Is it, is it, you know, biblically accurate and then number two and three and the other things after that is do you fit do you feel welcome do you feel included is it a place you can serve and plug in um can you make uh, significant connections and and grow and find a community there but yeah above all i think sound doctrine is, is number one and i think it has to be yeah yeah that's a good point too serving is 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 a big point because i think that you know a lot of people overlook that like it, you know it's it's called a church family for a reason like you're supposed to be plugged in like that's that's yeah you know and serving is a big part of that like at least for me it's helped me a lot to get plugged in like you know you meet new people while you're you know you know working and you know serving and you you know make some friends like that like so for me you know serving is a big a big place and like you know everybody you know it's called the hands and feet of of the church just because we know we all have different talents different skills and you know like like we all said you you'll be you'll find you'll either plug in or you won't you know and it's not a big deal if you don't you know plug in at one particular church you know that's why there's a bunch a bunch of them around you know like especially you know thankfully especially where we live like you know we yeah. live in the bible belts there's you know a dime a dozen um which is not a bad thing um so yeah yeah so another another question then would be um you know if you let's say that someone is new to their faith right where would you, if you had to give them one book of the Bible on where to begin with with reading or getting their quiet time started, where would you say, like, hey, this is the book that you should read, whether it's because of it's it's easy to understand or because it's it's a good place to begin? Where would you where would you point someone to start if they said, hey, Rusty, you know, I recently got saved, like I know that I need to take time with the Lord seriously. I know that I need to read my Bible. I want to read my Bible, but I don't know where to start. Where would you direct them? Book of John, John one one. Book of John. Yeah, why, why, why? Uh, I just, someone told me that uh, when I first started out, and then uh, I, I just read it, and the very first thing I read was John 1, 1, the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And 
that just got me thinking, man, this Bible is God. It's it, it's him. This is, these are his words. In the beginning, this is what was. And uh, that was just, that verse alone was just so powerful in my life. I started thinking, you know, I say I want Jesus and say I love Jesus. And I haven't been seeking him out in this. This says this is a part of him. And so that really changed my my whole life because I began reading the Bible because of that verse. And yeah. That just it changed my whole life, changed everything for me. Yeah. Drew? Yeah, for me, I, I you know, I would definitely say one of the Gospels is a great place to start um, because, I, you know, you need to understand that Jesus came and died for you and lived a perfect life and, you know, and then he died, you know, a perfect man. Because um, that's like pretty much the, the foundation of our faith is, you know, is that. Um, yeah. That's the, that's the gospel. That's the good news, you know, because, you know, that's what it is. But like for me, you know, it's been, I, I just recently t- undertook, or last year, um, I guess in the summer, I undertook um, trying to read the, the whole Bible through, which is I would encourage some anybody who's, who's never done it to do it because I had never done it either. It just puts a lot of uh, good perspective and good um, context into what you're reading because, you know, having just, you know, spurts of, you know, verses like here and there is good, but like you get even more from the context of like, hey, what was happening two chapters before and he said this, like, oh, that's why he said it, like kind of thing. Um, and like two, you know, I, I never really read through the Old Testament ever before as well. Yeah. Um, and so I started in Psalms. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't really tell you why I started in Psalms. Um, it just kind of like I just opened my Bible. and I guess I just kind of felt the Lord was like, you know, just start in Psalms and just yeah. start there. And so that's what I did. And so I'm back in um, Leviticus now. I just uh, read <laughs> Leviticus 1, 2, and 3. Um, so I've, I've made my way from Psalm all the way back to Leviticus, and I'll stop, you know, when I get to, to Psalm again. Um, but it's it's good. It's been good because, um, like I said, I've never I've never done that before. And you know, yeah. I would encourage anybody who's never read through the Bible fully to do that, especially for the Old Testament as well. Like, you know, you get through, um, you know, or at least I did. I don't I don't know if it's a common thing, but you know, I kind of felt like okay, you know, the New Testament is like you know obviously Jesus and all these you know like the red letters and all this and that kind of yeah. you love like the New Testament, which, you know, you should, um, but the old Testament is, is there for a reason as well. Like to give context and give like, Hey, this is why Jesus needed to come. Like, you know, yeah. this is, you know, and two, it's cool to see like how from the beginning it was prophesied, like from these different prophets, like, you know, Jesus is coming and, you know, it, it too, like I said, it gives context too as well, because you, you understand why, you know, the, the priest and, you know, the, people in the church at the time of Jesus didn't really see him as, you know, the savior that was promised because yeah. they saw like he was going to have rule over the government and all, all this and that. And they were like, that's his character's son. You know, it's not, you know, he can't be it. Like, you know what I'm saying? that. So anyways, it, long story short, it gives a lot of context. So what would you yep. say, John? If somebody asked, if somebody asked you. Somebody asked me. Um, yeah, probably John. Um, which I mean, great book. <laughs> no, probably, probably. I mean, there are a lot of places, right, where I wouldn't tell them. Like, I wouldn't say start in Lamentations. I wouldn't say start in yeah. Revelation. I sure. wouldn't say start in Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus. I yeah. There are a lot of places that direct somebody. Um, the Gospels are a great place to start. Um, if they have an understanding about who Paul was, I think Romans is really good. Um, uh, but Old Testament, like, if someone's just looking for like a good way to get started in Christian living, like Proverbs. Proverbs is an easy read. It's a lot of like really practical application and life stuff. Um, 
and it's not very confusing. Like a lot of Proverbs is just very much like, this is the way a man should live. This is the way that you should walk. And these are the things that honor the Lord. Um, and I mean, it's broken up, you know, one proverb a day for 31 days, you're through it in a month. And I think doing that as a new believer would provide you with some really good, a really good launching point moving forward. There's a yeah. funny story. I mean, uh, really- one time a, a pastor quoted something to me. Sorry, guys. Uh, he quoted can- something to me and, and I was looking up my Bible and I'm like, where, you know, what, what is he talking about? It's not here. Like what he's <laughs> saying is not in here. And I was in first John. So there's first John, second John, third John. <laughs> And then there's yeah. the Gospel of John. So just know that. When we're talking about John, we're talking about the Gospel of John. It's a good spot yeah. to start. Don't start in third John. It'll only take you like eight minutes to read the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's yeah. what's yeah, the context? Yeah. yeah, it's just important to be in your Bible, man. Because, I mean, as we've yeah. said over and over and over in this podcast, like if you're, like, especially as a new believer, like, I mean, in, for anybody, um, if, you're not in the, if you're not in the Word, like, this is our lifeline. So it's literally the word of God. Like, you know, if, yeah. as a Christian is so, you know, foundationally important to our faith that, you know, if you're not in it, like, you know, when people, like I said, when people ask you questions or whatever, like, you know, this, that's our, that's what you're supposed to that, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's our, that's our whole concept is the Bible, you know, like you're yeah. not going to know God unless you're in his word, you know? So I got a question for you guys. Yeah. All right. An easy one. What's your, what's your favorite? book of the bible favorite book of the bible yeah i'll give you two i'll give you one for each testament all right oh two uh old testament daniel new testament hebrews all right explain why um daniel old testament daniel's just so cool um daniel was just such a cool guy uh you know smart intelligent was taken out of um his homeland brought into babylon um you know, was faithful to the Lord and everything he did. Um, we, we see him fast. We see him change his diet. We see him pray with, like continuously despite his circumstances. Just when you look at someone who is disciplined and steadfast and, and faithful to, to God despite his circumstances, but still had societal success yeah. in an area where he was an outsider, and then was able, God used him to provide Christian influence to the kingdom of Babylon. Um, I mean, I think that's crazy. That's also, awesome, you know, great, great story about, you know, Daniel in the lion's den. Um, you know, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fiery furnace, the possible manifestation of the Holy Spirit or Jesus in the Old Testament. Like, um, good stuff. Yeah. Great Veggie Tales episodes came out of uh, yeah. Daniel. Um, and, and as a kid... As a kid, being an animal lover, like it was just like, oh, this dude got to spend the night with lions. It's like that's cool. And then, yeah, like as an adult reading, it's like, oh, that was really dark. <laughs> the not whole as thing cool as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, but but yeah, I mean, just just everything he did and everything he stood for, despite the hardships. I mean, you can say that about a lot of the Old Testament prophets and a lot of like the stuff they went through. Um, but I just think that he, his story and the way that God used him, being taken from his homeland, um, yeah, was really cool. So what about Hebrews? Who do you think wrote Hebrews? Hebrews man, um, Hebrews is it's just a good read. Lots yeah. of good stuff in there. Um, Hebrews eleven, especially like the just talking about faith. Um, a lot of times when I work when I talk to youth and they're like, you know, what is faith? Why is faith important? You go straight to Hebrews, Hebrews eleven. Um, just because you can look at that whole book and it is to an extent like a an encompassing view of who God is, 
what God's done and then what we do in response to that. Yeah. Um, and I just, I enjoy reading it. Yeah. I really do. Okay. What about you, Drew? My favorite book of the Bible, just of all time, is it happens to be in the New Testament. It's First Peter, um, because it has my favorite verse of all time in it as well. I mean, it's just oh, a good book, no, you better be reading here. We don't let them quote yeah, anymore, right guys. Right here. Right here. Right <laughs> we want to apologize for right last here. week's episode. Drew quoted one scripture in three different spots. He said, oh, it's in, it's in Isaiah. And then it was actually like Romans 8-2. And then, he, and then he's like, yeah, like we said in Matthew, which is also Romans 8-2. So... <laughs> The important part was is that the meat of the verse was there. Okay, the address was not right, but the meat of the verse there. But right, anyway, Drew, I got, I got, I got the, the uh, I got you, I got the resource. What's the, what's the address? Let's make sure it's right here. Yeah, we're gonna make sure. <laughs> yeah, the address. yeah, that's right here. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a set of passages. It's really a set of verses. It's First Peter six. He says, "In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through." Though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's just my favorite passage of all what time. What chapter but, was that? Uh, it's First Peter one. Uh, oh, six, you said First Peter six, and I was like, Drew, First Peter has oh, five no, chapters. It's, no, <laughs> it's, no, it's verse six. No, it's verse, verse six. six. I got it. Right got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, my favorite Old Testament, I guess, would be probably the Book of Genesis. Like I said, I just recently, probably about a month ago, got finished reading that. Um, and two, just because it has uh, one of my favorite stories of Joseph um, in the in the Bible, because he went he went through a lot. Like you know, if you if you really look at it, and two is um, just because you know my kind of struggle is you know with women like too. Like he had um, with Potiphar's wife, like he had um, the opportunity to really like he was in power. You know, he had a, a lot of money, um, or like he had a, a lot of standing um, in Potiphar's house, and you know Potiphar's wife, you know, can't. You know, as a as a rich man as Potiphar was, you know, you have to imagine that, you know, obviously she was probably pretty beautiful. And like he, he was like, nope, 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 which is not, you know, not something I've had the strength to do a lot in my life. So, you know, it just I like just the story of, of Joseph a lot. Awesome. But how about yeah. you? Yep. Me, uh, I like the book of Ecclesiastes is my favorite book in the whole Bible. I, I love I love the King Solomon. They say he was the wisest man who ever lived. Uh, he also was okay. given more riches than every man that ever lived. You can still see his, his uh, what was it, the garden from space. You can mm-hmm. still see that, or the, the water that he used, the, the big pool of whatever. I can't remember what it's called, the Pool of Solomon or something. It, it was used to water his gardens. You can still see it from space. I'm not an astronaut. It's how, I don't know. It's how grand it was, you know, and yet this man was saying that everything is meaningless, that we're just chasing after the wind. We're wasting our time worrying about status and power and money and women. And he, he talked about, all the stuff that he's done, uh, all the sins that he's committed, chasing women and he said thousands of concubines and all these things, and it was all he said it's all meaningless. None of that stuff's worth anything. And I think uh, we'd be pretty dumb to see someone like that to read their testimony of how hey, none of this stuff is worth anything, and still believe that you know it means something to us. You know, right? When we give him the reference before, I, I think I have on here where. Talk about if I set myself on fire, if I just douse myself in gasoline and was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna light myself on fire, guys. I'm gonna be the first man to survive being on fire. And I pour gas on me and I light myself on fire. And then you guys sit here and watch me screaming in agony, going, ah, I'm burning alive, right? And then Drew be dumb enough to say, well, that was him. That's not gonna happen to me. And then he pours gasoline on himself and does the same thing. Can you yeah. imagine how dumb that'd be? Yet that's what yeah. we do 
when we read the book of Ecclesiastes, the richest man who ever lived, the wisest man who ever lived, and says it's all meaningless. And then we still chase after the same thing. We chase after status and power and women. How dumb are yeah. we? So yeah. I love that book. It yeah. reminds me I'm dumb. Yeah. Really, the, the problems of human beings haven't ever changed. Like, it's all like the way we do things might be different now. You know, technology's got whatever. But, you know, like yeah. you said, status, power, women, like that's money. It's all that's, the same. Struggle. That's pretty much everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, a, I got a question here for you guys. Um, and this okay. is stemming. So I'm taking a Sunday night uh, college level hermeneutics class, which is hermeneutics is just how we study the Bible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was, I could. You'd ask me to spell that, boy? No, it wouldn't be happening. Herman. <laughs> yeah. Herman, yeah hermeneutics. Um, shout out, shout out uh, Grasping God's Word. Go get that textbook. And shout out it. Herman. Cool. Wherever you at? Yeah. We love you, Nudix, bro. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, hermeneutics, the way we study God's Word. So, um, does the translation of the Bible we use matter? That's question one. And question two is what translation of the Bible would you recommend someone get? That's deep. Yeah, that's deep. I mean, yes, I, it I would say yes. Okay, Rusty answer. Okay. You probably have Why a better answer than I have. <laughs> uh, definitely, because the words the words mean something. Every word of Jesus means something. And so uh, I would like to know that what I'm reading has the closest relation that you could possibly get to it's another language all right everything was written in another language and their words mean something so like the word avada for me uh for example it means to, to uh worship to work and service right so it's a three-part word in one word in america you know e- our english language that we use is not as deep you know so we miss a lot of stuff in a lot of contexts you know there's uh someone i can't remember now but it's like a deep study on the word glory right it actually means like weight and so when we get all this glory, because we're not made, to, we're not made to have glory, right? That's why a lot of uh, celebrities and stuff they just feel depressed and all these things because they they got this weight on them that they're not made to carry, right? We wouldn't know that just reading the word glory. We just think, oh, that means I'm awesome, you know, that people love me. No, glory it means weight. We're not made for the weight. Jesus can carry the weight. He's made for glory. He's made for honor. So when you look into stuff like that, I think words really matter, and I think. The, the version that you read matters. I, you know, if I'm not like in a, a Bible study with a bunch of people, I'll read an NIV or an NLT, like just because it's super easy to read, right? And and we can read it and understand it really well. Uh, I like a New King James version, an ESV, things like that. But, you know, there's some stuff like uh, a lot of, some people like the message Bible. It's like <laughs> paraphrasing stuff's like way out there, you know, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> so I don't personally use that myself, but I think it does matter. I think you should yeah. read as many different versions and then you know and if you're really into studying you should you should pull out the old book what is it called uh when you look up the words and a strong concordance, concordance. yeah a strong concordance or whatever and you just reference them and you know because it matters yeah yeah so here's you know i, I agree with everything russ just said um and here's a little context on why everything is some things are easier to understand and not so um, I, I read out of the ASV um, as well. Um, that's just kind of the the one I like. Um, but because I'm the same way as Rusty, like I like, um, so the difference between like an NIV and such like that and like the ESV and the King James and stuff like that is because the NIV and stuff like that is um, a thought for thought method of translation. Um, it's because they, t- so they take the theme 
of the uh, of what they're the, the scripture writer is talking about, and they um, they keep the same thing, so it's still the same thing that you know the scripture writer is talking about, but they might change like they they take out some of the bigger or words or things that they don't um, deem necessary for understanding. Um, but like the ESV um, and other translations um, are like oh, a word for word translation, so they literally translate every you know Hebrew word into the closest English word that they have. So you keep you get like like while maintaining an English sentence structure. Yes, yes, because that's the, that's um, the trick. Is if you were to take every Hebrew word word for word, then you lose an English sentence structure. So then they have to translate it and then put it back into an English structure where it's readable. Um, so here's what it says directly out of my preface of my ESV Bible right here. Um, so it says they translate the Bible in a way that reflects every single word in the original Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek text as transparently as possible. Um, they also translate sentences in a way that pays greater attention to the order in which they were originally uh, written. Um, until recent times, this was uh, the way most English Bible translations were done um, in the English translation or the ESV is this kind of translation. Um, so it's like, you know, like I said, it's, I like it better because, you know, it's just, you know, you get those, you know, it, it's just a little different. Like you, like you said, it's the original order and what it, which it was written. You get the, like sometimes it provides a little context of, you know, why the scripture writer was saying what he was saying, the way he did it. And like, you know, right. obviously they meant, you know, we say things the way that we do sometimes, you know, like just even like the, the placement of a the in a sentence can, you know change the whole you know way the sentence is written so I, that's just kind of the, the reason i why there's nothing wrong with like you know the or whatever usually yeah. like rusty said they're they are easier to read so like you know newer people are younger like you know i read an niv version yeah. when i was like a, a little nlt kid. niv csb like they're all great like they still have a great purpose yeah yeah uh, and, and don't get us wrong like there's nothing wrong with these like they're still obviously christian bibles they're still the bible like they're not they're, you won't find anything in them that's like you know oh my goodness like that's not what you know it's just the way the order in which it's written. They might use like you know, you know, instead of these and thous and whatever, they might use something that's just a little easier to understand, um, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's really why. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a spectrum between which ones were word for word translations and which ones were thought for thought translations. And on one end, you've got the New King James, which is hard to read because the sentence structure can be whack because it's you know all the thought for thought and it's old English or it's all the word for word and it's old English. And then on the other end, you've got the message, which is literally just here's the big idea. Here it is condensed. Um, and then between that, um, well, you, got you know, the, you've uh, got. I was going to say that you said New King James. The New King James makes it a little bit easier, but King yeah, James. Yeah, the King, Old King James yeah, is the King yeah, James yeah, right. Yeah, the New King James is, is easy. Yeah. Thou I mean, shall. Between, yeah. <laughs> between, yeah. between King James and the message, I mean, you've got. ESV, CSB, NCSB, NIV, NLT, like all of those. If, if you find it on the shelf of a Christian bookstore or it's like something that you find in the back of a pew at, at a church or something that you're visiting, chances are it's going to be um, something that is, it's not going to be some outlandish copy yeah, that's be been edited solid. by man. Yeah. And yeah, you're gonna, your options are going to be fine. It's just a matter of finding what you can understand. And if you find a, a translation of the Bible you like, get a study Bible in that translation uh, yeah. because then all of a sudden you're going to have access to more text and more background and and a deeper understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And those, like you said, those study bottles are great because, you know, it's, you know, again, it's not, you know, they didn't put it in the, 
in the actual Bible because, you know, it's not edited by man or anything. But it's like somebody, it's literally you have a, a pastor writing or somebody, you know, a really smart person writing like thoughts and like, hey, you might want to think about this. Like, yeah, you know, comparing this is why. it to other texts. And yeah, yeah. Like yeah. kind of like, you know, in, in Matthew, there's a lot of, Matthew uses a lot of like text from, like direct text from Malachi. Like, you know, sometimes you might find those in the study Bible, like, like things that I didn't know until, you know, you get taught by them. Like, and you're like, hey, wow, that's that's pretty cool. That's why he was writing it, you know. Just like yeah. kind of provide some context. Yeah. yeah. Rusty, you have another question or anything? Yeah, you want to go deep? Or you wanna... Let's get Let's get deep. Let's get real deep. Let's Let's get deep. Deep. Let's get deep. Do we want to answer a hard questions? Or, Let's or answer what? a hard question, Rusty. I'm Let's down. Answer hard why, why is there a hell? Why, if God is so loving, so caring, so kind, why did he create a place uh, for people to suffer for eternity man okay all right all right got a theme song to play for this this is a question that people <laughs> yeah, ask yeah. people i've been asked this before oh your god's yeah. so good really yeah you know why you know yeah which here you go here you go rusty let's see it why isn't there a hell why would there not be a hell <laughs> just throw the question right back at him yeah 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 no. so <laughs> i just want to preface my answer with you know i'm not i'm not a um uh, a studied man, like I didn't go to college for you know theological studies or anything. But here's you know my my grasp and what I've been, yeah, hermeneutics or whatever that is. Um, and, but this is my understanding of it, you know. And we've kind of touched on it um, before, you know, um, in previous podcasts. You know, the idea that you know anything good is from God. So like any any comfort that you have, any peace, joy, you know, peace, joy, love. You know, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, whatever. The fruits of the Spirit right there. Yeah. So anything that's that's good is from God, right? Yeah. And so literally hell is literally just the absence of God, you know. Like, there you go. And, and because, um, you know, it, you read that, you know, the, the fall of Satan, you know, Satan was, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Satan was an angel, you know, he fell, you know, didn't get, he went away from went away from God, you know, that's why we call him the adversary. Um, you know, he's he's literally the absence of of God. And so that's you know, if if you, you know, aren't of God and have saved, you know, get get your ledger, you know, wipe wipe clean from, you know, Jesus, then, you know, yeah. unfortunately. Well let's let's not let's not get confused with the idea that hell wasn't created for man. Let's be really clear there. Hell was hell was created by God for Satan and the fallen angels. And it wasn't until after the fall of man and the set and that sin entered the world and the separation from God that hell became a place where where human would would go. Uh, partly because of the timeline of we don't know when the fall of Satan occurred in the grand scheme of things, but we do know that that hell exists because of Satan's fall and the fallen angels, and God placed them there before any man ever went there and it was because of then the sin that entered the world that separated us the fall of man um it is essentially for lack of a better example and i'm sure theologically this is not super sound but it's a great it's it's my way of explaining it it's essentially like people pick the team and you know you have god and you have heaven and you have satan and you have hell and pick a team and that's where you're going um because yeah it wasn't we weren't created with, we, we were created after God's own image. We were created to be in fellowship with God. I mean, we saw it when Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden, right? Mm -hmm. That was what our intended purpose was. And when the fall happened, when sin entered the world, that was when the separation encountered. Now, obviously God knew about that and predestined all of that before man entered the world. But 
the existence of hell, it was created for for Satan. It was created for the enemy and for his fallen angels. It wasn't like God created hell and said, my creation, my children are going to end up there. Oh, and by the way, Satan, you you try to take over, you're going there too. Yeah. Yeah. So people have to remember that there's, All right, Rusty. A, there's a continual pursuit from God. God's continually pursuing you every day. He's, he's reaching out to you. He's like knocking on your door saying, hey, you know, hey, I'm here. And he's continually your whole life. He never gives up on you. We talked about that last podcast. He, ne- he always forgives you. He never gives up on you. So if he's continually pursuing you, in the end, if you keep saying no, in the end, what hell is, is just the absence of God. As Drew said, it's literally, he said, you didn't want me, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to force you to, to love me, to, to be with me for eternity. So he gives you what the absence of him is, which is tor- like it's torturous because everything good is from God. So we, really, that's mm-hmm. the answer. You, know? you want another one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I got, go I got one for you. All right. uh, no, um, I was just going to say, uh, in addition, obviously, the Bible is the inerrant sacred word of God. Yeah. But there are a lot of studies or a lot of books or a lot of other things that we can use that can complement our understanding of God's character and our study of the Bible. What is the one book or the one study that you have read or done that you would recommend to somebody if you could only recommend one name and author, if you can remember it and why? Oh, man. Uh, I love I love reading any book by like Fred Rochelle. Those are good books, but I'd have to say uh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's in my bedroom. I wish I could go get it. Uh, there's a there's a study Bible or a, it's not really a Bible. It's it kind of just dives into like uh, the book. So like every book, if you're in the, uh, the book of Genesis, right, it'll say here's where we believe this was written or when it was first documented. Here's the earliest manuscripts. This is the date. This is the area of all the people that lived in there. These are who they were. And it just kind of just dives in deeper. It just kind of gives you an understanding. It gives you a picture. You know, I'm a picture person. So yeah. it'll give you like a roadmap of like, here's this place. This is what they're talking Almost about. Almost like a biblical encyclopedia. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I see them all the time when I go to Walmart. They're all over the, the bookshelf. But it's helped me a lot with, with learning stuff and just piecing the puzzles together. Unfortunately, I... I haven't really done too many like studies like, you know, um, besides like the stuff that we do at, uh, as a church family, um, just like, you know, they'll, they'll outline some, you know, verses and stuff to read, um, which is something that after I'm done reading through the Bible, um, as a whole is something I'm going to start doing, um, is getting some books. Cause I kind of got back into reading and stuff. Um, but, um, I will say and Rusty helped me out. Um, who is, uh, who is the guy that used to be the pastor of the porch? Um, uh, that you had that. me uh, listen to. Uh, what is, man, Jonathan Pakuda. Jonathan Pakuda. Anything that uh, to me, he's helped me a lot. I listen to a lot of his sermons. Um, he's he's up in, uh, yeah, he's up in Nashville right now, or Texas, or somewhere like that. He's in Nashville. He's, he's in Texas. <laughs> Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was right. I, I could be right. Or one of the There's other. cowboy hats in both places, Drew. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anything that any, if you have some time, you're just looking, uh, looking for more, um, you know, uh, kind of like Wisdom. sermons to listen to and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of good, he, he, and he I like a lot of analogies and yeah. sermons that I listen to. Like it, you know, it's just the way my mind works and he gives a lot of like really good down to earth analogies when he talks like you know he, he really helps helped has helped me to understand some you know some topics and some things so if you have 
if you if you're looking for stuff like that, I would I would go listen to him. He's a good one. If you're kind of like me, you need need maybe you know, because you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like some people like um like a lot of you know big theological ideas and topics and in whatever in a yeah. sermon um but i'm just you know I, I don't really you know understand too much like that um just because i guess i just don't have the uh the 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 educated background to go with it so i like a lot of analogies like to kind of dumb it down like to to start from point a and get me there yeah. you know get, get me to that you know big theological um idea like he does a good job of that yeah, yeah. so, so that's basically, my you, you basically just answered another question you know, who's your favorite uh preachers to listen to you know sermons like yeah yours is obviously jonathan that would be mine yeah what about you john that would be mine um so it's the author of the book that i'd recommend to um francis chan uh my favorite my favorite racially ambiguous pastor Uh, (laughs) he is he's the man dude um no crazy so his book crazy love i read it for the first time in eighth grade uh read it again in 12th grade um and then peeked back through it again a couple other times. Um, super good. Um, whole purpose of the book uh, is comparing our idea of love with what God's love is. And it sounds super simple. And it is um, a fairly simple read and a fairly simple book, but it does a great job of highlighting and, and explaining just how counterculture God's love is. Um, so that's, that's the one book that I'd recommend. And Francis Chan, man, he's great. There's a bunch of great series. Um, he if you ever look into his personal life, he's one of those guys that backs up, um, you know, what his, and puts his money where his mouth is. You know, if he talks about missions, like it's because he supports missionaries. If he talks about helping the poor, it's because he runs charities. He has people in his home. He, you know, cooks food. Like he, I feel like a lot of these big name celebrity pastors, like they can say things and people follow them because they have a platform, but then you dig into their personal life and it can get sketchy. Yeah. Uh, but Francis, Francis Chan, he's one of the, he's one of the most like solid ones that I've listened to, and he's engaging and he's just got a soothing voice, man. Yeah, he actually, <laughs> he actually just... walked away from his church and moved to China. He's been doing yeah. missionary stuff out there. And, uh, yeah. Have you ever heard his like uh, rope rope theory uh, sermon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Powerful. I love that. You so, that yeah, up. Francis Francis Chan is great. Um, other ones, real quick. David Platt, I love David Platt. Um, oh yeah, he's guy. good. Got to hear him speak. I think Drew and I were on the same camp where we got to hear him speak. Nice. Um, John Piper. Yeah. John Piper is another one. Uh, he's one where it's like, if you, if you want to listen to your granddad preach at you, yeah. uh, <laughs> it'll be a, little, be a little drier. Drew Drew and I were at a conference one time where, where Piper spoke, and he got out on stage, and he was like, so I had this whole sermon plan. It was going to be good. He said, instead, I'm just going to read from the book of Romans for two hours. He's like, I believe there's power in, in corporate nice. scripture reading, which there is. Yeah. But so he got out there, and we just – read Romans together in an, in a, like a, an arena nice. as part of a conference. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is it was wild. pretty powerful. It was the first time I ever seen anything like that happen. Like it was, it was really awesome to be there and be intended with it. Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. Well, well but anyways, me, uh, my favorite pastors right now, I love JJ Vasquez He's from uh, journey church in Orlando. I love the way he, he makes analogies that just stick to my brain. I love that. Greg Rochelle, of course. Uh, I love uh, Jonathan Pakuda. Um, he's he's awesome. I've listened to so many different people. Jaden Chavez, he's in Las Vegas now, City Light Church, but he came from uh, Free Chapel, I believe. Um, there's just so many. I have so many that are just. I always just. That's one of my favorite things to do is I'll listen to try to listen to a sermon a day, and uh, I yeah. just switch them up. You know, just 
just to hear the word in a different way. And it really, I think it keeps me fresh and sharpened and ready to go. Yeah, man. If someone ever asks about my faith. Hey, you can't, you can't have a list of top pastors without putting a Tom Smiley on that list. Yeah. There you go. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Papa Smiley. Yep. Well, anyways, we, uh, we're going to have to cut out. We got a, uh, one of a, uh, one of us has got some, some things to take care of. So we just want to, uh, end it. Anybody got any, uh, any closing thoughts? No, hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, video, seeing how ugly we are and, and all that yeah, stuff. So. Yeah, I know. Some, some ugg modes. Y'all have to, yeah, definitely down below in, in the comments, let us know how you, how you think of it. Yeah, just rate us, you like know, scale anything. one to ten. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be too hey. honest, okay? No, don't yeah. have such <laughs> thing as her feelings. <laughs> 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 but anyways, well, we just want to thank y'all for listening again to the 1024 Podcast. You can find us on uh, iTunes and YouTube. Um, it was we're uh, right now still working on Spotify. Um, but thank you very much for listening, and we'll see y'all next week. Hey, see ya. real quick. God plans ahead, all right? It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. There you go. Mic drop. Y'all have a good weekend. <laughs> we'll see you.